in today's show. I'm here live on YouTube answering your questions. Michael Bolton, he's here as well. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter, as always, at RedRock underscore Beeble and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. This episode of Locked On Fantasy Basketball is brought to you by McDonald's. Proudly serving communities since 1965, McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty and affordable food. It's an unofficial community center. A big thank you to our friends at McDonald's for always being there. I'm loving it. Thank you also for making the Locked On Fantasy Basketball podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. So here we are live on YouTube. You might be listening to this later on on the audio format. If you are listening to it on the audio format, make sure you do get in on the YouTube show. We do it on Thursday afternoons. What is it? 5 p.m. Eastern. It'll probably go to, uh, I think it'll be like 4 p.m. Eastern next week when your daylight saving ch- uh, time changes. And then we get and you can answer, get your questions answered. So let's, without further ado, let's, let's answer questions. All right, let's see what we've got here. First, we'll just say hi to everybody who is there. We are doing a pregame show later on today. So all the lineup news, DFS stuff, um, uh, injury updates, all that sort of stuff we'll talk about in the pregame show. So I won't cover that too much on today's um, on today's show. All right. Mac Attack says, Shingun or Franz Wagner for a last roster spot in a 10-team nine category league? Now, I've been saying that both these guys are must-roster guys. That probably more applies to 12-team formats versus 10. I think yeah, the upside of Shingun, I believe, is higher than Wagner, but his yeah, short-term production is going to be lower. In a 10-team league, you're probably going to be better at just streaming that spot anyway rather than holding one of those two guys. But if I had to hold and I was in a pretty strong spot, I would hold Shengun. If I needed more production, I would do it for Wagner. But in general, I would lean towards the upside there. All right. What else have we got? MK Flight 23. What are you doing with Daniel Gafford? I'd like to hold. You know, he's out today with that thigh contusion, which looked pretty bad yesterday. If he misses you know, zero more games after today, then I'm fine. I'd like to just get a little bit more information, but I'll definitely just hold it after uh, today's news. Trade trade questions. In general, guys, this is your number one thing on trades. When you are thinking about a trade, your initial reaction should be, no, I'm not doing it. That's your initial reaction every time. No, don't do the trade. And then you can look into it a little bit more. But so many questions about trades, and especially like when you throw different trades, um, you know, trades around, like... Go bear for Trey Young. Like it's impossible to answer because it just changes the makeup of your team just so much. But this one I can answer. Justin Ponchano, Lonnie Walker, or Devin Vassell. I'll take Devin Vassell. He's just got more ability to play um, different positions. I think he's got more of an ability to be a difference maker in multiple categories with threes and steals and scoring, and I think a better rebounder than Lonnie as well. I also think they're probably going to play him more minutes with Doug McDermott out. So that is who I would, uh, that's who I would take in that situation. Um, I didn't mean to click this one, but because I did, I'll do it now. Jason Sear, I'm getting Damon Beal 
for Sexton, Van Vliet, and Randall. All right, look, it's Damon Bill, obviously buying low on them. Randall is selling high. Van Vliet and Sexton, I think you have to do that to get Damon and Bill. Although that does that does go against my my theory of not trading for Dame at the moment. So in general, without the worry I have with Dame, I would do it. But in general, I just say probably hold off. John Wallentine says, will cousin Kev Porter figure out this inefficiency and turnover issue? Probably not. Look, this is who he is. He's a poor shooter. He's a bad free throw guy. And he turns the ball over. But we knew that heading into the season. We expected him to take some steps forward. He's actually taken steps back. So will he figure it out? No. Will he get better? Probably a little bit. But this is who he is. He's not an efficient scorer or shooter. And for all of his you know, relatives that think he's like the, the next best thing in the world, like all NBA five times over Kevin Porter Jr., he's not that guy. He's solid enough and he's got a long way to go. But the inefficiency is, I think, going to plague him for uh, quite a while. Um, I hope these questions are coming up on the screen okay for you guys. Let's go to the next question. Super Sniper 123 is Rubio must roster in Yahoo points? That's a good question. Now, you probably can tell that by looking at his Yahoo points. But he is averaging, what, 30, 27, or sorry, no, 31 points per game, which makes him the 74th ranked player. That's good enough. I think that'll tr- come back a bit to like 27, 28. But 27, 28 is still a must-roster player, I believe, in a um, in a points league. That would, be, that would be my idea about it. Anyway. Guys, this episode of Locked On Fantasy Basketball is brought to you by McDonald's. And McDonald's, we all have these memories of McDonald's. We know that we go there and we get reliable, tasty, affordable food. But it's also a place that has a part of our lives. Yeah, you go there for birthday parties. You remember going there like after sporting events, whether it's after you guys' Little League game over in America or us after coming back playing footy or playing cricket, playing basketball. You always have those memories of hanging out at McDonald's after those games. Those birthday parties, man. McDonald's ice cream cake, absolute goat cake and everyone. I don't know. Do you have that in America, the McDonald's ice cream cake? We love it over here. Absolutely fantastic stuff. So head to your local McDonald's to refuel and reconnect. Guys, I'm loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Oh my God, that's singing. Holy crap. Um, all right, let's go on to the next question. Justin Cornelius, Mikhail Bridges and Andrew Wiggins. Just a reminder, guys, if you give me zero context... I'm going to assume what the vast majority of people do. 12-team, 9-category leagues. You might be in an ESPN points league. I don't know, because you didn't tell me. And Bridges shits all over Andrew Wiggins in a, in a default 9-category league. So it has to be Mikael Bridges. Ryan B, should I drop Gafford for Plumley or Bumba? What the hell is Mo Bumba doing on your waiver wire? Yes, you drop Gafford for Bumba every single day of the week. 100%. What are my thoughts on James Harden? He's got a good beard. Um, how do I see Nurk ending up? The minutes aren't there. You got to look at context, guys. You can't just look at minutes, right? So Nurkic has played, what, 25 minutes a night. They've been involved in, I think, three blowouts and minutes limited. He is still the 73rd ranked player over the course of the season, averaging 12 and 11 in 25 minutes with blowouts involved in that. He's fine. Don't panic. Let's do this question. We're going to do this once a week, I'm sure. Greg Holt says, what team do I support in the NBA? No team. I don't have a team in the NBA. I used to be a Bulls fan many, many years ago. Here's my... What do you think of my new coffee cup that uh, Nassalifia got me? Fancy handle and everything. All right. 
Mitch, uh, Mitchell, sorry, Michael Spencer. Who would you rather have, Nerlens Noel or Jaden McDaniels? Noel's uh, ceiling is much higher. Um, just because, look, if Robertson goes down or if Noel gets 25 minutes and he smashes him. So to me, I'll just grab Noel, even though he hasn't played yet and he's not playing again tonight. I'd rather have Noel in that situation just because that upside is, is key, really. Franco, what are your thoughts on Batum this season in 9-cat 14-team league? He should be on a roster in a 14-team league. Guys, try and avoid the thoughts questions, please. Rico Schnicko, what's my opinion on Jeremy Grant? Is he a drop? No. No. Why? Why? Why would we drop Jeremy Grant? You in a two-team league? A four-team league? Again, I'm not as high on um, Grant as what others were heading into this season, but Jesus, no. He's not a drop at all. Um, let's have a look. Monster Man. Do I drop Norman Powell? I'm losing. I need someone for streaming. Is it super important that you win your week two matchup? I'll ask you that question. The answer to that is probably no. So don't panic about losing week one, week two. It's not a big deal. You'll regret it more dropping someone like Norman Powell who can be a top 80 guy. He might not be. He probably won't be. But I'm not dropping him because he's missed two games. He's probably going to be back next game. In fact, if you drop him now, he might be back in the next game and you've missed nothing. So no, you don't drop him. Batu Ramtra. Hey, Josh. Great work. Thanks, mate. What's your opinion on buying low on Porzingis? I think it's a great idea. Now, obviously, the back is not ideal, but when people hate people, you know, when there's so much vitriol spewed at certain players, James Harden is one of those, Porzingis is one of those, yeah, the buy low opportunity is gigantic. You can throw nothing to get him at the moment with him being out. Oh, what a soft cock. Post up, mate. Grab a rebound. Get down low. Do the hard work. Someone told me the other day, um, they said... Don't ever buy, never draft this guy. His upside is an absolute mirage. It never happens. The guy's been a top 40 player for four straight years. Like that is the level of delusion that some people have based on their dislike of his game or something that Charles Barkley says or whatever it is. All right, so yes, buy low. You can get him for nothing if people believe that. Should you hold Jalen Suggs? Ryan Ayali says, you should do whatever you feel comfortable with. But if I had Jalen Suggs, I would hold him. We are one week into the season and he is a rookie. Go back and look at the first week of LaMelo Ball's career, the first month of, two months of Anthony Edwards' career, the first week of Trey Young's career. Go and have a look at those and tell me how happy you were with those that production. Shithouse. I'm not saying that Suggs is going to be those guys. I'm just saying I'd like to give him more than a week to figure things, figure things out. What should you do with ben, ben Harden, James Harden and Ben Simmons? Well, they're very, very different situations. With James Harden, you hold, what the hell are you going to do? You hold on to him. With Ben Simmons, that's a little bit tougher. If I could get any sort of top 60 player in a trade, I would do it. But I think you're almost in a spot where no one's going to offer that to you. You try and trade Simmons and you definitely hold Harden, I think would be my, um, would be my guess there. Well, not my guess. That would be my advice, I guess. Jason Morris, will the Bulls stay undefeated tonight? Well, I've just written my article for Yahoo with best bets. And I'm going to put that out on the pregame show later today. But I don't think so. But we'll talk about that on the pregame show later today. Narcissist, do you think Levert will get in Brogdon's way a lot? Well, Brogdon's not in, is he? Brogdon's out with a hamstring injury. And yes, Levert will impact him because Levert is going to take shots. He's like a high usage player, probably higher than Brogdon. So Levert will probably impact Sabonis a little bit, Brogdon a little bit, Duarte a little bit. It'll impact all of those guys. 
Will he get in his way? Brogdon is going to come down. There is zero doubt about that. And Levert will be a factor in, in, in why that happens. Um, let's have a look. Haiti Yanes, what's the best way to interpret your advice for shallower leagues like eight teams? That's a really, it's a really good question, and I don't, I don't a hundred percent know the answer to that question, right? How do you interpret it? Well, eight team league, you got thirteen man rosters most likely, so that's what, one hundred and four rostered players. So you're looking at, you know, the top eighty, top ninety guys as being must roster. So I guess I should do a better job of instead of just saying must roster, I should be saying, you know, must roster top 100, must roster top 80, must roster top 120, that sort of thing, which I'll try and do. So if you're ever hearing me talk top 75, top 80, that's more of that must roster for eight team leagues. But it is a good question and I don't know the exact answer to that at this point. Um, soon, Sune. Challenge Chef. Is it worth using the number one waiver claim on Robert Covington? I'd be losing my streaming spot for him in a 10-team league. No, I I do believe that he should be held and he should be rostered. I wouldn't use waiver one on him. Someone will do something dumber than dropping uh, Covington throughout the year. I'm pretty sure about that. Um. Okay. Bruce Wayne, Batman says, Brunson or DFS for tonight and tomorrow ESPN points league? It's probably going to be Brunson. Um, yeah, probably Brunson, but I, I don't hate DFS. He's played some um, interesting games recently. Seriously, John? Curated by John. Should I pick Michael Porter Jr. off waivers? What is going on in some of these leagues? Why? You, no, you don't You don't have to ask me that question. You do it immediately. All right, this, let's go back to Covington. Derek Quintanilla. Quintanilla? Quintanilla. What is happening to Rocco? He always starts off slow, but he is older. Covington's like 30 plus now. I am a little bit worried right, that maybe maybe it's the cliff here. Maybe that these players, these sub-all-star level players, that when they hit 31, 32, that sort of age, shit falls off. We saw it with Paul Millsap happen qu- pretty quickly. Um, yeah, Aldridge happened to him at 34. He's an all-star level player. Maybe he's just not, maybe this is just not it for him. I'm giving him benefit of the doubt because we've seen it happen for like three years in a row where you hit December, January equivalent in a season and then he just smashes out top 30 value for two months. But I'm more worried this year. I am more worried for sure. Brian Parent says, will Miles Bridges' usage hold up with Rogier coming back? How much of a hit will he take? No, I don't think it will take... I don't think his usage will be the same, but it's not like it's at 30. It's like at 24 or 20... Actually, I'll tell you the exact number instead of me just spouting off stuff. Miles Bridges' usage is... Where are we? Miles Bridges is at 25.5%. So it's not it's not gigantic. I've got his usage projected moving forward at 20.7. So a bit of a drop off for sure. Um, but he's still going to be great. I think I would not be trading Miles Bridges unless I get a top 30 player back. That's how how highly I am valuing him at the moment. Would not be uh, yeah, would not be doing that uh, unless I get that sort of value back. But I'll tell you where else there's value at Bet Online. New web interface to start the basketball season and the best place for you to place your basketball and football bets. Bet Online is your number one spot for football and basketball action this season. Head to the new updated desktop. And when you sign up, you receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit by using the promo code LOCKED ON from basketball, football, baseball. NHL, UFC, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait and take advantage of all of their great offers for the 2021 season. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet Online is where the game starts. 
Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. Those of you in the chat, have you had Built Bar yet? If you haven't, what are you waiting for? These are the best tasting bars ever. They don't taste like your standard protein bar. They taste just like a candy bar with orange flavor, strawberry flavor, raspberry, cookies and cream, coconut, salted caramel, mint brownie, German chocolate, whatever your favorite flavor. Built Bar has it there. And if you don't know, grab a mix box. So you get all those delicious flavors to try all in one box. But they're not just delicious. They're also healthy. 17 to 18 grams of protein, 130 to 180 calories, 4 to 5 grams of sugar, and 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. And you can get these bars for 15% off by using the promo code LOCKED15 at Built.com. So get yourself a box of Built Bars at Built.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. All right. Let's go on to the next question here. Is Kendall says, is, Miles, is Porzingis for Miles Bridges all right? I would not want to do that trade if I had Miles Bridges. Yeah, simple, simple as that. Do I think D'Angelo Russell could be a top 60 player this season? That's a good question. What do I have D'Angelo Russell projected as? Not as a top 60 guy. I've got him at 70th. So not far away. And yeah, that's a small tweak to get into the top 60. So no reason he can't get there. I just don't have him there at this point. A, it's Robin. Hey, Josh, I just made this trade. Bam, for Fred Van Vliet and Jonas Valanciunas, 9-cat. Who do you think won? Well, you've done the trade, so it doesn't matter if I think who won or lost, but... And getting Van Vliet and Jonas, well, I think Van Vliet on his own can be is better than Bam this year. So I think the, the Van Vliet side is the one that wins. Aaron Lienecht. ESPN Standard Points League. Shengun or Poole? 21 points versus 27 points. That's a good question, Aaron. Obviously, Poole is the better producer short term. I'm more inclined. I'd be more inclined. I think Shengun can drop 30, 32 fantasy points a game here with that ESPN format. So I'd be more inclined just to hold, especially if I'm going well, and worry, you know, think that Pool is going to lose some value as the season goes on. So I would be, you know, it is, it sounds stupid on the surface to look at a bloke that's averaging significantly less and say he's the one I want to keep, but he's the one I want to. Keep. Michael Lee in standard Yahoo points leagues. What are your top five per game predictions? Well, obviously I do this on Basketball Monster. If you if you want to know my rankings and my projections, you can see them all for every player. But I'll give you a sneak peek. The top five are Giannis, Jokic, Doncic, Harden, and Towns. But you can see all of this over on Basketball Monster. Sahil Aurora, sorry. Do you see Josh Giddy being a triple-double machine in the next two years? Machine? Eh. Will he get triple-doubles? Yes. Will he be a guy that consistently gets them to the level of Russell Westbrook? No. Um, but on the level of a Luka Doncic, maybe? He's going to be that like 14-10 or 14-8-8 sort of player, more, more likely than a consistent triple-double. But he'll get him, and he'll get them way above average, I would believe. That's, that's how I think it goes. Anyway, Gavinsky, is Al Horford a sell high? It's a good question. In theory, yes. But I just don't think you're going to be able to execute that. Um, I, yeah, look, I would try it. But in general, the value you're going to get back for him, it's just not going to be worth it. So just hold him and write it out. He's actually, he's good. He's good. Like his block numbers are going to come down, but he is good. So I would be, I would be looking into it, but most likely just holding. Stanislav Konopka. Any news on TJ Warren? Absolutely nothing. Kijon Connor. Do I keep Michael Porter Jr. right now? Now this goes for every every sort of situation. Do you drop Michael Porter Jr.? Absolutely not. Do you trade Michael Porter Jr. when his value could not be any lower? Of course not. But this goes for anyone who's slumping. Oh my God, this guy's playing terribly. I should get rid of him. No, you shouldn't. You've got to have a common sense approach to this. 
can Michael Porter Jr. be any worse than this? And when you look at it logically, the answer has to be no. Like he cannot be worse than this. So if you're trading him away, do you think that the person you're trading him to is going, wow, Michael Porter Jr., I'm paying top dollar here? No chance. It's not how any of this works. So if you have a player that's slumping, as much as it might be pissing you off and I can't with this guy and whatever else you want to throw out there, it's the worst time to trade. When one of your players sucks, you got to hold him. And it's antithetical. This guy's killing it, trade him away. This guy sucks, hold on. But that is how you acquire value. You get a guy who's, let's just use random numbers, right? A player who's the 80th ranked player performs at a top 20 level. Oh my God, look how well he's playing. He's killing it. He's dominating, blah, 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 right? And you trade him away for a top 30 guy. Then that guy inevitably regresses. And then you've turned the 80th player into the 30th player. It's like acquiring a guy like Michael Porter, who might be the 40th best player, and you get him for the 100th best player. So you've turned the 80th guy into the 20th guy, and you've turned the 100th, currently 100th ranked guy into a 30th ranked guy, whatever it is. All right. So it's it's never about this guy sucks. I have to get rid of him. That is, especially when talking top 80 sort of players, that is the wrong mentality. If it's the end of your roster, this guy sucks, and his name is Joe Ingles or Duncan Robinson or Joe Harris or PJ Washington, then then you drop him. That's fine. But no, you don't trade those blokes away. Um, I love looking on um, yeah these chats and you say all you see is a comment saying are you high and you go I don't, well, I don't know what that was referring to um, let's have a look I just gave my thoughts on that Jacob PJ Washington in a 12 team league I don't think he's a must hold player I think he can be better but I don't think he's must hold with how Bridges and Plumley are playing I don't think he's a must hold player Lefty Seal, I was looking for this question before. Dynasty, Mobley or Jaron Jackson? It's got to be Evan Mobley to me. I think he's got top 20, top 15 upside. Legit top 10 potential maybe. Which I had I had some top 20 upside on um, Jackson, but I think Mobley's higher. I, I would take Mobley. He's also obviously younger. All right. What other questions do we have coming in? How do I keep my skin so nice? Uh, is, it, is it nice? You can't even see that it's nice from here. Scott, you're just blowing smoke up my ass for no reason. I use Mario Badesco facial mist to keep my skin looking so plump and luscious. No, Super Chat's gone because we merged our company in with Tegna who bought the Locked On Network and for some reason when they took over the YouTube channel, the uh, the old Super Chat disappeared unfortunately. ESPN Standard League, Bumba or Mitch Robinson for a fourth center? It's got to be Bumba but both of those guys are must roster players. It's why the ESPN four center maximum is insane. It's so stupid. There's no need for it. Can Baisley produce on the terrible Thunder? Well, you've seen him produce in one game and be dreadful in the others. Is he a 12-team league guy? Absolutely not. DeVries, 6276. What is the best way to open up roster spots? Two for one trade. Send two of your guys out for one better player. That's the most simple way to do it. X V Carrot. Whatever your name is, you can see it on the screen. Do you trust Dr. Michael Malone saying he's going to give Bones Highland more minutes? No, but I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why I... It was what I think. Do I trust anything Michael Malone says? No. But Bones was electric in the preseason. He was great in the summer league. There is a gigantic need for what he does. Self-creating shots, driving, scoring. Rivers, Faku, Morris, these guys can't do it. Their bench is a disaster. 
right? So when logic, and I talked about this on the show the other day, when logic steps in and goes, when Malone sits there, rubs his head and goes, oh, I need, I need someone who can score. This bench, they can't score. Where's the dy- dynamism? Who can score? And then he sits there and looks over to Bones and goes, Bones, do you know anyone who can score? At some point, the penny has to drop, right? At some point, it has to. When it all marries up, where you go, I can't like, I can't keep my boners, pun unintended, for veterans intact this whole time when a bloke who's clearly better is there. So do I trust that it's going to happen like immediately? No. Do I trust that it's going to happen eventually and pretty soon? It has to. There's just too much evidence saying that, it, that it's got to happen and eventually logic wins out. Much like, you know, the bullshit of Steve Nash not playing Bruce Brown and playing James Johnson and Javon Carter. We all looked at it and go, Nash, kids, cover your ears. Are you fucking stupid? What are you doing? And then four games in, he goes, yes, I am fucking stupid. And he makes the change. Like this stuff eventually, it eventually works out. Just don't know how long it's going to take. Um, RKO Sial, have I ever tried to pursue a job in the NBA as an analyst or team staff? Literally never. No, I haven't. No one's ever reached out to me. I've never tried that. And doesn't know. I don't even know if it actually interests me, to be honest. Um, but no, I've never attempted. What else is Jonathan Isaac coming back this year? This year is in 2021, or is in this season? This year, 2021. I reckon he might sneak in around just a bit before Christmas. This season, yes, he's, he's definitely. Do I see Cooper H says? Do I see Eric Gordon as a must roster guy in a 12 man league? Um, not really. Like I think he's fine to stream in for points. I don't think it's going to be a long term thing. I wouldn't be looking at him and go, man, Eric Gordon's on my wire. I absolutely have to go and get him under all circumstances. I, I wouldn't be thinking that. All right, now, this guy says, don't worry about pronouncing my last name. Screw that. I'm going to try it. Naren. Naren Kanagarajan. How'd that go? Is that all right? How long do we hold Simmons and Kyrie in a 12-10 league? Both of them dropped to me on draft night in ninth, 10th round. I would like to give it uh, the Kyrie one. I just I, I don't think I don't I don't think he's coming back for a while. I think Simmons will be back pretty soon. Um, I would like to give it another two weeks and then reassess it there. I, I'm just the Kyrie one. I'm less confident. Leo Leonio or Leonillo is TJ McConnell a must roster player now? I think he's obviously going to have increased value with Brogdon out, but. How long is Brogdon out? I would be adding McConnell though. And then after that, okay, but don't be surprised if Wanamaker starts over him. But I'll, I would be adding McConnell, yeah. And we'll do a couple more questions here before we... Um, Buckaroo Bart, what's my favorite desk decoration? The coffee cup. This one right here. Um, Matia. Now this one I don't think I'm going to be able to pronounce. Let's try it. Matia Zamuljachanek. Sorry. Would I drop Miles Turner in a 10-team league? Absolutely no way. Matia, cheers from Croatia. Man, I want to get to Croatia. All right, Matia, let me ask you a question. Where should I go in Croatia? Give me five cities. Where should I go? Um, we'll do two more questions. Jack Rapson. Is Bledsoe still must roster? Yes, I believe he is. I would not be dropping Eric Bledsoe. Jeff Azlu, would you trade Keldon Johnson for RJ Barrett? It's like, would you trade your worst player for another team's worst player? That's the sort of question they'll just go, like, whatever. Like, they're both 
like 120 to 140 ranked type players, it's just not going to do that much for your team. And I don't think either one of them is significantly better than the other one. Um, Zach Blaney. Gary Trent's providing big steals numbers. It, does, it seems somewhat sustainable. I don't know how we can judge that that's somewhat sustainable. Gary Trent is averaging 2.6 steals per game. I, I, in what, five games? There is, I, would, I don't look at that and go, that is sustainable because there's no way that that is sustainable. Um, but even with that, he is the, what, 122nd ranked player because his shooting is just so bad and he, he's had five assists in five games. So those steals come down and he's like 170th ranked player. So can he average one and a half steals? Sure. Two and a half? Uh, I, I would say no chance to that. And I don't know what you're seeing that makes you think that that is sustainable because I just don't see how that could be. It's just, it's a lot, man. Um, all right, last question and then we will head out of here. All right, Little Chingles, good name. Can Barnes sustain this? Actually, can Harrison, can the pencil, Harrison Barnes, Barnesy, Can he sustain this? No. Is it worth trading him for Bam? Yes. Simple. I will right, we'll do one more from Jim Rat S. Jim Rat. Is Haywood a sell high? Gordon Haywood had one good game and two shit ones before that. So if anyone be- wants to just lose their mind over one good game, then sure. But there's almost no way that you can sell him high after one good game. All right. I reckon that that might do us for today's uh, live mailbag show. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Don't forget to follow this podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. I'm going to be back in like an hour for the pregame show. So stay tuned here on YouTube for that. Guys, we're done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.